Welcome to the Location Independence Club podcast, where we share the best ways to market and grow your online business. We kick traditional nine to five jobs to the curb and embrace financial and lifestyle freedom. I'm Geneva, your host, and my aim is to inspire you on your journey to location independence. Picture this. You've been with a company for a few years now. You're working hard. In fact, you've increased the company's revenue through your marketing efforts and you can prove it. Everything is tracked. And that's not easy. If you worked in marketing for a company before, then you already know that as soon as things go wrong and sales drop, the first department to be blamed is the marketing department. On the other hand, if things go well, sales increase, every department gets congratulations except for, you guessed it, the marketing department. And it's difficult to measure your marketing ROI, I get it. There are ways to do it, but it takes effort. But in this case, let's say this scenario, you're able to measure your marketing ROI and you can prove that you've been generating new quality leads that have increased revenue. So that's not the problem. The problem is you've noticed that your colleagues are getting raises, bonuses, promotions, etc., etc. Every department head except for you. Of course, that's upsetting. You decide, okay, I'm going to talk to my boss. You go and you knock on the door. You walk in. And in the most professional manner possible that you can muster, you try to explain your position without showing any emotion, without showing any anger or frustration, you do the best you can to stand up for yourself. And what does he do? He gives you excuses and tells you it's not personal. But in the barrage of excuses, promises are also made. Next quarter, he says, I promise. Can I get that in writing? You ask? Sure. Okay, cool. Now this is guaranteed. For whatever reason, you weren't able to get your raise, but they've seen your hard work and they know your value. So for sure, next quarter, you're going to get your raise, right? Next quarter comes and the same thing happens. More excuses are given. So now what? What are you going to do? I mean, after all, you have it in writing. Should you fight this? Well, maybe you decide enough is enough. You're not going to work for this company anymore. But the truth is, you don't want to work in-house for any company anymore. It's a lot of things you've noticed. Not only the bureaucracy, but also you get most of your work done within three to four hours each day. So why do you need to be there eight hours? You could be using your time a lot more efficiently. You want to start your own thing. Maybe you'll stick to marketing or maybe you have another business idea. But how do you just get started? Can you quit today and start tomorrow? Are you in that position? Perhaps you have family that depends on your income. How can you make that kind of transition without jeopardizing the peace and security of your family? How do you take risks without risking all? I'll tell you what I did. I gave my two weeks notice and I turned my side hustle into my main breadwinner. Was that risky? 
Absolutely. Me and my cat, we could have ended up homeless. And I do have regrets. If I could go back in time, I would definitely do things differently. I would have prepared better to make that kind of transition. And I did have a little money saved, about two months worth of living expenses, but that was it. I did pray and relied on God and worked in harmony with my prayers. It was especially difficult for me at that point because my self-esteem was quite low. It does matter, trust me, when you don't have that confidence in yourself and your abilities, it can paralyze you. Whether or not it was the intention of my previous employer, I was made to feel like I wasn't good enough. I needed to work harder and do more in order to prove my worth, to prove that I added value to the company, that they made the right decision in hiring me in the first place. They made me feel like they were doing me a favor for allowing me to keep my job. They made me feel like my hard work wasn't good enough to warrant a raise or a promotion. Have you ever worked for an employer that made you feel like that? After I quit, I worked really, really hard to acquire new clients and I was honest, honest to a fault. If I didn't know something or didn't have a specific experience with the platform or software, I fessed up. I told the truth. I let them know, hey, I don't have this experience, but I can learn it. (laughs) And what was the result? Well, less than a month after I quit my job, I got clients. In fact, two different clients told me that they hired me because I was honest about my experiences and my knowledge and that they appreciated that quality in me. In a world of fake it until you make it freelancers, they appreciated my honesty. (laughs) Who knew? A few months into it, I started to get more clients. As a matter of fact, I didn't even have to work so hard to find clients. They started coming to me. I even had to turn down some clients. I never thought that I would be in a position where I could pick and choose who I wanted to work with. I was honestly under the mindset that I'm going to work with pretty much anybody who's willing to hire me. (laughs) That's just how low my self-esteem was. I just felt like I would have to scrape together anything I can get, basically. I hope that makes sense. But everything was on my terms. I actually quit my job and I didn't even have confidence in myself that I could succeed, but I succeeded anyway. Why do I think this is the best decision I've ever made career-wise? Well, I'm working less, not eight hours a day, sometimes more to be honest, but I'm basically working when I feel like it. I'm able to charge more for my services, therefore I'm also making more. I'm able to travel more. I just came back from Italy after spending three months there. As a matter of fact, many people would ask me, Oh, how was your vacation? I always hesitate because technically I was working the whole time. My lifestyle hasn't changed. Can I really call it a vacation? I mean, literally, I was doing the same thing in Miami. I just chose a different location. It just feels like a lifestyle not a vacation. It's hard to explain. Anyway, I'm not a guru, okay? I'm not here to tell you step by step what you need to do in order to quit your job and start your online business. That's not me. 
But I am going to tell you what I wish I would have done differently if I had a do-over. Because making a transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur is very difficult. I can only thank God that things worked out for me, but the truth is I didn't do it the right way. The first thing I would change is I would have given myself a one-year exit plan. We'll call it the exit year, and it's self-explanatory really. I mean, I would have worked for that company for one year, one more year, and during that last year, I would have been working on my exit plan. One year, in my opinion, is plenty of time to transition. The second thing I would have done is I would have definitely changed my spending habits. Um, for example, I would eat my lunch out almost every single day instead of packing a lunch. I rarely packed a lunch. Just little things like that, I mean, would have saved me so much money. I would have changed my spending habits and I would have saved a lot more money. As I mentioned earlier, I did save two months worth of living expenses, but that was not enough. I would recommend to anyone to have at least six months worth of living expenses saved. And I'm a single woman, so for me, it didn't look like much, but if you have a family, you may need to save a lot more money. That also means you might want to simplify your life a little bit more. You know, can you get rid of your Netflix account? Do you really need Amazon Prime? <laughs> really think about what you can cut back on. These are sacrifices, albeit small. These are just some things that you're going to have to do without for a while. And just ask yourself, is the future life that you want to have worth it? If it is, then start cutting back. Start today. The third thing that I definitely recommend anyone to do who wants to start an online business is to do your market research. What is the business that you want to start? Will people be interested in the product or service that you want to offer? Find out before you put all your eggs in one basket. There's nothing worse than starting a business that no one is interested in that you can't find customers or clients for. If you don't have customers or clients, then you didn't start a business, you just started a new hobby. So make sure that whatever it is that you want to do, whatever your passion is, make sure that you can make money from it. The fourth thing that I definitely recommend to people is having a website. Now, of course I'm not saying immediately build a website there's a lot that goes into making a website you need to prepare well for that um, and consider this when you think about a website your website is like your online resume if you will or like a online business card of sorts your website is able to tell people about the services and products you offer it gives a little bit of background information on you Maybe you might want to share customer testimonials and case studies, anything that will help your potential customer or client make a well-informed decision and choose you over your competitors. So having a website is important, but having a website is actually a lot of work. You need to maintain that website and part of maintenance of that website is to produce content 
minimum weekly content. So I recommend having a blog. Now, what does a blog do? A blog does two things. Number one, it sets you up as an authority figure in your chosen field or your chosen niche. And number two, it helps your site get found in search. So you definitely want to have a blog. Now, when it comes to producing content for the blog, you can write articles, make infographics, post videos, or even podcast episodes, whatever. You just want to make sure that your content is informative and helpful to your potential customer or client. And you want to make sure that your content is optimized for search. Now, let's say you have the goal of producing one piece of content a week. I think that's a pretty good start for someone who's new. And it's not very difficult to develop a content calendar for a year. There are 52 weeks in a year. So that's 52 pieces of content. It's not that hard, actually. I think easier than, you know, producing a video or podcast episode or infographic is to just simply write an article, a very informative article that will be beneficial for your potential customer or client. Make sure your articles are optimized for search. You're going to need to do keyword research. And that's your first step to developing your content calendar. Do your keyword research and develop the 52 topics for your blog. So that's the first step. And then the second step, remember this is your exit year. You don't have to throw up a website right away. What you wanna do next is you want to start to actually write those articles. And that might take you a, a few months to do 52 articles or so. So one thing you can do is list out your 52 topics in a Google Sheet and you can check off each article as you complete them. Then you can save all of the completed articles, all 52 of them or more, in a folder in your Google Drive. And there you have it. You'll have your blog content already developed for the entire year. The fifth thing I certainly recommend is to try to acquire new clients. You have to think about when you work for a company, that company gives you the projects that you're going to be working on. So it might take you a day or a week or a month or so to complete that project. But once you're done, the company you work for will give you another project to work on. But when you are working for yourself, when you're freelancing, you have to hustle to get your own clients. That's a whole new skill set that you have to develop. You have to sell yourself convince people to want to hire you prove to them that if they hire you it will be a good investment on their business so now you have to learn sales if you don't already know it that was something that I had to develop I'm still developing actually it's not easy what I definitely recommend for anyone just starting out is to sign up with a freelancing platform like Upwork for example you can sign up with one of these freelance platforms, and there are many, and you can offer your services. Now this would do two things for you. Number one, it would definitely increase your confidence because the more you do it, the more you pitch to people, and the more you talk to people, and you try to convince them to hire you, the better you become at it. 
And number two, you'll start to get some experience under your belt. And when a client leaves you a good review, you can take those reviews and add them to your future website, all right? So let's recap. Quitting your day job in order to start your online business, that's not easy. These are the things that I would have done differently if I had a do-over. Number one, would have given myself a one-year exit plan. Two, I would have saved a lot more money by changing and cutting down on my spending habits. Number three, I recommend anyone who wants to start a business to do market research to make sure that business is going to be profitable. Number four, if you're going to have a business, especially in 2020 and moving forward, I think it's very important to have a website and prepare well for that website. Prepare the content for that website before you actually develop the site. I hope that makes sense. That was a mouthful, but you get the point. Number five, I would have definitely acquired new clients first before quitting my job. I definitely, that's something I regret not doing, but you live and you learn, right? (laughs) So I'm going to wrap it up here. And I would just like to say thank you so much for tuning in to my very first episode. And I hope you guys come back next week. So until next time, guys, be well.